0: Welcome back to the Sip and Feast podcast episode number 35. What to serve and not to serve on your first date and what not to wear on your first date. Tyra's laughing at me right now. <laughs> hey, you got me this. You got I me did.
1: this. I did. I did. It looks really good. I just think it looks it's like an odd combination with the microphone. Like it's like good for like when you're outside. Should I take know. it off? No.
0: Just go back to the chart? No. Well, now you have all the incentive to watch the video instead of just listen. Now, in all honesty, the content is exactly the same whether you watch it on YouTube or consume it on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast listening app. But Tara, what are we talking about today?
1: What you can serve to impress a first date. And we'll also talk about maybe some things you don't want to serve on a first date
0: and again maybe we won't go into what you shouldn't wear on a first date
1: i'll preface this by saying it's been a very very long time since either of us have been on a first date that's what you think
0: oh my god that's what you think
1: good good luck to you if you're taking him on a first date
0: (laughs) she's like that's why i got you that's what she's like wear the vest please wear the vest tonight
1: (laughs) no godspeed anyway the dating environment has certainly evolved, oh, right? God. Since
0: since we met, I feel bad for young people now who have to deal with these meeting on apps and all that. And that's not really the that's not really the point of this. Uh, what what we're doing today? They here, might but
1: feel bad that we had to like meet in person.
0: I heard that actually, I read this. This is recently. They said they polled in the city. It was a high, high number. It was like eighty percent of men under twenty-six have never approached a woman in their life.
1: Yeah, you told me that.
0: Yeah, and it's where it has, did you read that? You don't uh, remember? I think it was the New York Times. I, I'm not positive. I've heard this a lot, and you know, there's reasons for it. That politics reasons that we're obviously not going to go into on this show because we don't talk politics. But I just felt I felt bad for both the men and the women having to deal with that environment. That's. Just, that kind of stinks. Yeah. You know, a woman can't get approached. A man is too scared to approach the woman.
1: I'll probably say this. Like, the men who are actually too afraid to approach the women are probably not the ones who would be super aggressive and get themselves into trouble to begin with.
0: That's right. Right? So they they said as a consequence of that, the women are approaching the men. Okay. That's not a bad thing. Yeah.
1: I don't know. So while it has been... A long time since either of us have gone on a date. Maybe you don't want to take our dating advice. But I do think a good way to impress a first date is by giving them a wonderful meal.
0: I don't think there's anything.
1: There's nothing better. There's
0: nothing better. Right? There is nothing better.
1: Yeah. So we're going to share some of our recommendations on what to make, maybe what not to make some things to consider when yeah. you're planning your your first date menu. And I thought a fun way to kind of ease into this topic would be for me to ask you <laughs> if you remember our first date, and I put that in quotations.
0: I don't. Um okay. Can you give me I, a little bit more info on this? So... Was it in Albany? Was it in New York? Uh okay. Like in, in Long Island? So
1: let me... Let me just back up. So our, we met in a bar Yeah, in Albany, right? Yeah. Um, I don't consider that our first date because it was not planned or anything like that. What I consider to be our first date was when you drove home to Long Island, like probably, I think it was like a week or two after we met, and you took me to the movies. I'm going to ask you what, what we saw. Don't know. And we went to the embassy diner in Farmingdale, and you ate something. I'm going to ask you what, what, to remember what you ate. And you also asked me to go to your fraternity semi-formal with you while we were at the movie theater.
0: Okay. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I'm going to try, though. So at the diner, since it's a diner, I think I'll probably be able to guess this. It was either a cheeseburger or... A gyro. Now I know he's supposed to say gyro, but gyro. It was one of those two. Mm-hmm. Which I'm gonna go with the latter. Yes. Okay.
1: So you did. You ate a gyro or gyro, however you want to say it. Um, and I remember being so impressed because you ate it so neatly. And usually, like I would say, you should never eat a gyro on a first date. It's a it's a mess. It's delicious, but it makes a mess. I mean, that's like definitely like yeah. fifth date and beyond. But you ate it and you ate it very neatly and it was very impressive. Now, you don't remember the movie that we saw? No. Pleasantville.
0: Pleasantville. Eh,
1: yeah. Do you remember that movie? It's funny. It started I, out as like white. black and white black and, and, and white. then it went to color. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of a cool
0: movie. It It is. I mean, I thought uh, during that time period, uh, The Truman Show was a much better movie than they were. They came out around maybe Did the same it? year. Two years apart.
1: Well, I don't remember if it was yeah same time. But um yeah, that was that was what I would consider to be our first date. Now, I will go on to say that so our first date was like the end of October. And then the next time you came home to Long Island was around Thanksgiving time, and you picked up from Branchinelli's and Hopog, you picked up a calzone. And every every ounce of impress every every feeling I had of being impressed by your neat eating was wiped out when you ate that
0: calzone. I in front rem- of me. I remember this. It was, this is when I almost lost her before I even yeah, had her.
1: I was like, "What in God's name is happening here?" It was the messiest.
0: So it's, it's don't yes don't eat a calzone yeah.
1: on your first date yes. or really ever in front of somebody.
0: It's just, yeah, it's, I mean, especially in the way like a typical New York calzone is, it's not- It was
1: so messy. It's
0: just never, it's never, you know what it is? When you get it from there, you got to let it cool for a while so the cheese has to re-solidify a little bit. Yeah, but it was some like places piping it's hot. Just, no matter what you do, it's completely, it's a disaster when you're eating it. Yeah. It's so good I, though.
1: But I was like, oh, he ate that gyro so neatly and now he's eating a calzone and it looks like an animal.
0: <laughs> well- Anyway, let's. <laughs> I guess this is going to propel us into this episode now.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I love roasting you. It's so fun. <laughs> Obviously, I just gave some examples of the things I've seen you you eat, and I, <laughs> I said a calzone probably wasn't one of them. So that leads me to ask the question: What attributes of a good first date meal? Like what? What should a good first date meal have?
0: Well, obviously it should be easy to eat because like, don't forget about a calzone. Don't make lobster, a whole lobster for someone on your first date. That's one of the messiest eating experiences bar none.
1: So anything that you require a bib,
0: probably not first date material. Yeah, definitely not. It's harder to, and lobster would be my number one. What is your number one not to do? I don't think anybody's going to make a calzone.
1: So I do have a separate section that I want to okay. talk about of what not to make. Okay,
0: so all right. But so we'll hold this that is off. like
1: really attributes. So something that's easy to eat. Yes. Maybe something that's like super flavorful or like, like I'm thinking almost like spicy or something like what that I think tapas? would be good.
0: What about some tapas?
1: Tapas are good because mm. it's kind of like small...
0: Yeah. Finger foods, foods. easy
1: to easy to eat. I think that that could be a good
0: one. I mean, I think it depends on how adept the cook is. So, you know, if you're an experienced cook, maybe this is easy for you. But at the same time, you probably don't want to give yourself too much work either. But I I really think if you're capable of doing it, nothing would impress someone more than just a good steak. Just pan, just to get a cast iron pan. But you're getting ahead of me. Okay. Because we're
1: talking about like what attributes a meal should have.
0: Oh, I get it. I can't talk about individuals. Okay, so the attributes would be yeah, easy to eat, not make a mess. Mm-hmm. What about like not a lot of things to do?
1: What about like food that's considered like sexy?
0: Like oh, okay. aphrodisiac okay. type of
1: things. But then I don't know, maybe you don't want to do that on a first date.
0: Yeah. Well, if you do have any intention on doing anything like that, don't feed them too much, okay? <laughs> You know, like don't break out like, you know, the gallon of ice cream, you know, a, a after dinner. <laughs> I would keep it light. I would keep it easy to eat. Mm-hmm. I would keep it where maybe there's not a ton of bites and stuff. So you can actually have a little bit of conversation. Yeah. I like that. You know? Yeah. I know we're not allowed to talk about individuals, what not to have. There's other ones that I can easily think that are bad. I mean, honestly, not that most people can do this, make it at home, but sushi's great because sushi's like a one biter, you know? Like you get a bite, mm-hmm. if you're really adapted eating sushi, you're supposed to take two bites from one piece of sushi or even three.
1: It's kind of hard to do that.
0: People in the United States of America, they practice the shove it all in the mouth in one shot mm-hmm. bite, you know, yeah, yeah. which I didn't know that until our favorite place. He told me that he said, you're not supposed to eat it all at once.
1: You started talking about before some of the, like a steak being one of the things that you would, you would make on a first date. What are some of the other best things to make and kind of with those attributes in mind?
0: Okay, so a drink, a good drink. I'm thinking you just have some good beer, so maybe craft beer, or something simple, classic, like a martini. Because a martini is easy to, make it's easy to make well okay
1: Mm -hmm. there's enough enough videos
0: now showing you exactly how to do it what about a manhattan manhattan's fine too you know you got to get a little bit more it might stain the teeth though you know
1: oh so that's another attribute yeah maybe you don't want to have anything that's going to discolor your teeth yeah so would you avoid red wine then because red wine can can do that.
0: red wine would too but I, i
1: do think red wine is a good first date I mean, you could do
0: white wine too. I I yeah. really though like the idea of of a good beer, just solid beer or martini. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's what you would want somebody to make
0: for you. Oh, definitely. If you made me a martini on our first date, I would have married you.
1: You did marry me, and we were in a diner. <laughs> yeah. No. no. <laughs> and I was not. And I didn't. I w- we were not of legal drinking age.
0: Yeah. We we met when we were young. You know, that's why we didn't have too many dates really from when. We, uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how many dates Tara had prior to meeting me, but you know, I didn't, I was kind of like young, so it wasn't. We were 20. Yeah, it wasn't like I was, I wasn't some Casanova, you know, like I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't like 28 with like a, like a good job and I could go, you know, dating all the time. It was like, I didn't have any money, you know? I, you didn't, don't need I wasn't a t- out of college yet.
1: You don't need a ton of money to cook a nice meal for somebody that you yeah. perhaps want to impress on a first date.
0: By the way, I love that word Casanova. I am in love with that word. I want I think I'm going to get it tatted on my... Sh- uh, my first tattoo is going to be on my shoulder. It's going to say Casanova. <laughs> 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 Okay. No, somebody said that the other day because I kept using Adonis, and then somebody said Casanova. I said some, it. No, it was in some show we were watching. No, and then I
1: said Casanova. You said it. I will use it to describe Mark Green's character on
0: on ER. On ER. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you are God, we're dating ourselves. If you watch ER, you should. It's on Hulu, and you, could, um, you can watch the full 15 seasons again, but uh, there was... I don't know what season it was. It might have been season three or four when he started... Dating like all Everybody. these, days. like he started dating so many people. He got like a motorcycle for like a few episodes, and he was he he was he was trying to date three women in one time. That was an episode. That's right. That's yeah, when I think that's when in. I called him a Casanova. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, little trivia for you. I mean, you probably know this. Mark Green, the guy who uh, who played Mark Green, uh, his name is Anthony Edwards in real life. He was Goose in the original Top Gun. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right.
1: Well, we can end the podcast now. I mean, you just gave them some (laughs) amazingly (laughs) interesting information about Anthony Edwards. So you said steak, you talked about drinks. Yeah. I see, for me, I like to make pasta. I feel safe when I make pasta. I feel confident when I make pasta. So for me, if I was going to have a first date with somebody, I would probably make them a pasta, but I would make sure that the pasta that I'm making them is easy to eat. So I would probably avoid making anything with a spaghetti or linguine. Oh, definitely. And I would probably opt for shorter pasta. In fact, I think that something that I would make to impress somebody would probably be a pasta alla norcina or maybe even like a bolognese. Yeah, I think a bolognese would be good. With like a penne or rigatoni.
0: Or you can make homemade pasta and do uh, a rustic a uh, wide pappardelle just mm-hmm. a couple so you don't have to make long strands of it just make fairly short yeah. so everything is easy to easy to eat yep.
1: now i would also say that i think you could leverage some of the information that we have in our dinner party yes episode for first date right Definitely. because a lot of it's make ahead it's stuff that's impressive um so for me and i'm i'm borrowing from from that episode if somebody was making a meal for me The one that would impress me most is beef bourguignon.
0: I like the idea of beef bourguignon too, because it can be, and this is really important, I think, for a first date. When you're trying to talk to your date, you do not want to be, you can't, you don't know them well enough yet to say, oh, hey, just sit on the couch for an hour and watch TV while I prepare this elaborate meal for you. You really got to have everything ready to go. You could do, it could be minimal cooking, like you can do a steak for them, Something very simple like that, but it shouldn't be where you're doing expert plating and you know, it basically ignoring that first date. So the beef bourguignon can be made the day before, it can be hot when they get there, and then all you have to do is just put it in a plate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you can have a you could put it say, you made a batch, big batch, you could put it in like a mini Dutch oven, that Dutch oven could be sitting on the table, and then She or he can be across from you. You can open it up and then just serve it right into their bowl, maybe with some bread or you know, you could do it with potato, mashed potatoes or polenta or Mm. anything.
1: Like I said, that's one of my favorite meals. And if somebody made that for me, I would be so impressed. But as you were saying that, my mind started to kind of go towards, oh, if somebody fancied themselves a really good cook and wanted to impress me, maybe they would... Make the food in front of me. Well,
0: like, that's what I—that's what I was saying. Like, yeah.
1: Like I'm almost thinking like, um, in Chef.
0: Yes. When
1: John Favreau made the linguini Oliol- alle yeah. olio for Scarlett Johansson. Of course, that's linguine, so it's hard. It's like a little bit harder to eat you have to twirl your spoon, but. I don't know. There was something like very she, sexy about you know about
0: that. No, uh, definitely there was something very sexy about that. <laughs> w- was she and him together in that movie?
1: Yeah. Like, okay. Because uh, I do They weren't like dating. They okay. were like, she was a, the hostess, I think. Yeah. At the restaurant and he was the chef. Because so I'm they like, were, like, oh, like-
0: They had to have been. She was like laying on yeah, the Yeah, they bed. were like hooking up. Yeah, they were like, who like, would like, do that? Yeah. Like, like, but then I don't remember them being together after that point.
1: No, because the whole rest of the movie, it was him trying to get back- with his ex-wife. That's right. Or trying to, like, make amends with her and his son.
0: That's right. Okay. He yeah. had
1: some good-looking ladies in, in
0: that movie. Hey, he's the one who made the movie. He <laughs> can put anybody... It's like he's Adam like, Sandler. Hmm,
1: I'll have Sofia Vergara and Scarlett Johansson.
0: I can see the ladies like in John Favreau, but um, the funniest one is Adam Sandler. He, in all his movies, he, yeah. not all of them, but a lot of them, he... Like, what was the one we just watched that he had some... Was it clicked or something? Clay, Kate Beckinsale in Click. Yeah, in Click. Like yeah. he's always got like this wife, and it's, it's like he's not Adam Sandler in the movie. He's this like guy, <laughs> regular guy, and it's like it's. It, but yeah, he's the one who makes the movies. He's owns the whole production, and uh, he can make his wife look like whoever he wants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, good for him. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about?
0: Um. Well you know, appetizers too. We we spoke about drinks, appetizers. I would just make them really simple too. A couple easy finger foods. So if you had like a nice pesto or some type of maybe like something that again, won't be too messy, but then you could just put on mini crostinis or something along those lines, mm-hmm. I think would be really good. I mean, honestly, stuffed mushrooms would be great too, because stuffed mushrooms, you can make ahead and you know, stuff fairly small ones, that's like a one or two biter for yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. So very a simple. One. Yeah.
1: What about like champagne and some creme fraiche and caviar?
0: It depends how, <laughs> I mean, you know what it is? Some people could be turned off by that. Like if you are going on a first date mm-hmm. and some guy like has like a $300 jar of caviar and champagne, you're probably thinking like, okay, like, you know, this guy,
1: you know. Okay, so- That actually brings up a good topic. So, yes, it's a first date, but you should also try and know the person a little bit before you decide to cook for them. So,
0: It's your first cooking date. Yeah, it's your Uh, first cooking date, really. So it could be like date number five. Right.
1: So you should really know what their likes and dislikes are. Like you recommended a craft beer. Well, what if the person doesn't like craft beer? Or what if the person doesn't drink alcohol? Then you should, so you should really get to know what the person's likes are. I would also say, maybe ask them if they have a a food allergy, right? And take that into consideration or, you know.
0: Okay, so yeah. Allergies, obviously that's uncontrollable to people. Um, Nothing that someone could do about that. Now, this kind of leads me into: Are there any deal breakers for a fir- like a first cooking date? Like, is there anything that you're on there and you're making this? Is there anything that would turn you off about the person? Say you're like you like them, um, you know, you think they're you think they're good looking, you're attracted to them, all that, but is there a deal breaker for you? I mean, honestly, I'm just being honest here. I think there's some deal breakers for me. Are you talking about food deal breakers? Yes. Like if if they're a picky eater, would that be a deal breaker for you? Yes. It kind of would be for me too. I'm, I'm just being honest because I I guess it's because I food is such an important part of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to. I mean, there are some people that would be open to changing their eating habits for the person, but I would imagine that a lot of picky eaters like how they're, eating habits are, Tara. I don't think they want want to change for someone.
1: To me, there are two types of picky eaters. There are picky eaters who just don't like anything, who just want to eat pizza or chicken nuggets or you know things like that. That would be a deal breaker for me. But if a person is a pickier eater because of maybe health reasons or because they have a strict gym regimen where they eat really really healthy and then they have like that one cheat day a week i would be fine
0: with that i wouldn't be not, with, not would, with the gym people those that's, i would that's that, that person has narcissists written all over them
1: i don't think so i do i disagree and the other thing that would be a deal breaker would be the liver king
0: okay oh, like, i'm sorry that but- guy is gonna <laughs> that guy is gonna cease and desist us
1: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, it was just kind of like a joke throwing back to the the other episode. But yeah, no, I mean, if somebody asked me to make organ meat for them, I it would just say, nah, I think you need to-
0: You say nah, bro? Nah,
1: bro. I think you need to, to find someone else.
0: Uh, as far as the gym one goes though, I, I do think that it's fine to be 19 and be a narcissist about your looks and being like on super strict diet cheat meals. Mm-hmm. I think when you're in your 30s, though, I think the calculus, the dynamic starts to change yeah, a lot. Yeah, but
1: where this this episode is for everyone. This isn't just for, you know, I think a lot of the people listening might be younger and go into the gym and Well,
0: then- yeah, then I'm ta- then, then then I'm talking to, to I'm talking to you if you are 20. I mean, look, I when I was young, I definitely I don't, think, I don't know if i ate better i was really into working out though you were you didn't yeah. but you,
1: you i don't think you ever really restricted your diet no i didn't i, I think you were was conscious kind of bulky yeah you were conscious of the amount of protein you were eating like you would eat i remember you would eat cans of tuna just like straight out of the can yeah but you didn't hesitate to like suck down that calzone in
0: like 2.2 seconds yeah no i didn't i used to be big like really big i was 220 pounds on our wedding day of a lot of muscle and now i'm 190 pounds of a a lot of fat (laughs) so there's a big that's a huge difference like i weigh less and i have about half the strength i had at that time so that's hot well, hey, I mean, I'm, <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm 45 years old, I, you know. Th- that's right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm, you know, I have a little more, a little more cushion on me than than when we met.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's funny. Like, I remember being in the gym when I was that age and looking at the 45 year olds in the gym. Yeah. They like, like dinosaurs. The, well, they were always so funny to me because they were like, that's the age I am now. And these people to me looked like dinosaurs, like Tara's saying, like they would come in the gym and stretch for like 40 minutes. I'd be like, what's going on here? Like, but but they needed to, you know, like I I get out of bed in the morning and I get, and I pull a muscle, you know? So like, I I totally (laughs) get it, but I didn't get it back then. Like there was this guy who was so big. He was like bigger than me. Like he looked stronger to me in every way. His legs looked bigger, his arms, everything. I used to be able to, lift twice what he could in every exercise. And I would just ask him, I'd be like, I'd what? be like, what's going on here? He'd be, like, He'd be like, just wait. He'd be like, just wait, pal, you know? And like, he would always be using uh, the Smith machine, like the automated machine. Yeah. But that's what happens. And the guy might've been even 50, but that's what happens when you get to that point. So I don't know. I'm thinking Almost about making- Izzy
1: Mandelbaum. Izzy
0: Mandelbaum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I would make a comeback though, Tara.
1: I think you should. Yeah. I think it would be good. I think it would be good for, for both of us to to do that. So Jim, any anything else you wanna talk about? About like some of the best meals to make on a first date?
0: I don't want to really think it, this is about like specific things. It's more about like what I think the bourguignon and stuff like that, that's impressive, but where you're not really taking a lot from the conversation and you're not allowed to be an ultra narcissist when it comes to cooking until you're married to the person, you know. Then you can be like really into yourself and be like, I'm watching this guy named Sippin' Feast, and you now no, you're not gonna watch me if you're an ultra narcissist anyway. You're probably watching like I don't know what you're watching to be honest, but you're you're not watching me. But you're you're probably like really focused on hyper focused on plating and all that. And there's a time for that, but probably in the beginning when you're when you're on those beginning dates. I would, I would hold back on that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move it on to, uh, which I guess is important, what not to make.
1: Yeah, so I have like a few things here that I, that I listed, and I actually just thought of another one. Okay,
0: well, add, add it in there.
1: There are certain foods for me personally, and I think it happens for other people, that causes them to have the hiccups and for me it's often if food is a little bit spicy so like i know jalapenos can do that to me definitely like the the pepperoncini which aren't even spicy like i can have like spicy thai food but for some reason it's like the more mild spicy ones that it have a greater vine- effect f- on me
0: they're in vinegar yeah
1: i don't i don't know exactly what it is but there are like I know there are other people out there that if they consume really spicy food, they will also have the hiccups. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like embarrassing to have the hiccups on a first date.
0: Yeah, it would be. And, you know, when you have hiccups, you never think you think they're never going to go away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you have to drink water and you have to like just, I don't know. It's I mean, that's, embarrassing.
0: that's not so bad. I mean, what would be really bad would be like if it was like Dumb and Dumber, where you had to go to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't pro tip. Don't serve ex-lax to your to <laughs> Tur- your date Turbo on lax. The first date, yeah, <laughs> or whatever that was called. Okay, um, so I just had that thought now. But another thing I thought, like, you want to make sure that you're not eating something or serving something that's really messy. So I would probably yeah. avoid something like wings, right, which are very messy. They get all over your face. Ribs, right? Oh, without a like, doubt. I mean,
0: now listen, if you're you know if you're in this you know if you're in the south, probably. Probably most states are about yeah. brisket and ribs.
1: Yeah, maybe you want to avoid anything that like would cause food to get stuck in your teeth, like corn <laughs> on the cob.
0: Oh, or like meat. I get, I get everything gets stuck in my teeth now because I, <laughs> I getting, had like
1: we're getting a little personal. In this well, that's episode. right. I don't care if
0: people know about this. So you can actually look at look at YouTube when I started. Uh, my teeth were not nearly as pretty as they are now. So I had I had Invisalign and. When you have Invisalign, it's basically braces for adults because you know if you do get braces, it the process is faster, but then you you know, you might feel a little self-conscious being in your 40s with braces. Invisalign you can't see. You wear these plastic things every week or two, you change them, and it moves your teeth a micro amount. But what happens is it straightens all your teeth out, inevitably it will make too much movements in some direction. So, over right over here on the right side of my mouth is where Food always gets stuck, so this never used to happen before. Now I have to floss after every single meal, which most people don't do. That you know, so it's. This
1: sounds like something Uncle, like Uncle Bob, not Bob the listener, but like your fictional Uncle Bob would be would be talking about.
0: I'm just telling you. I mean, I I mean, (laughs) you know, that's if you if you're thinking about getting your teeth straight, and they'll tell you that the guy, the dentist who worked who 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 I went to, he told me that that's one downside to it. If there's actually too much of a gap. Then they have to do some more uh, work on you. Yeah, you know Tom Cruise had a ton of work done to his teeth, so much that his teeth were very out of balance. If you look at pictures of him, the the middle tooth here, mm-hmm. everything is shifted so far to one side. Really? So it's like it's a huge like, like you see the image. It's like what you know. So that's uh, that's how they work. Yeah. The bottom line is, if you got the money and you have kids, get your kids braces when they're young. Don't wait till they're older or then they'll have to pay pay for it for themselves <laughs> thanks mom you got my brother braces but not me no no, I, <laughs> she said I didn't need them at the time your, your teeth your teeth move when you get older and that's what happened to me I wouldn't have cared about it if I wasn't doing YouTube yeah. I, the only reason I went to get it done is because I was doing the YouTube videos and I wanted to look unbelievable <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay nice tangent um, don't serve anything that's going to get stuck in your teeth, right? Whether you've had Invisalign or not. What about like a burger? Because I feel like burgers are really, they can be neat, but they can also be super messy. So I would avoid serving burgers on a first date too.
0: Burgers are way too messy for a first date. I mean, they're they're kind of messy for any date. I think you got to wait till you're married to eat a burger. (laughs) No, I mean, certain burgers, but... um, like a, like a big fat burger, that juicy burger, I would definitely avoid that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like a small thin burger or like a McDonald's cheeseburger. So.
1: Well, maybe you shouldn't be taking your date to McDonald's.
0: Hey, you, you know. Unless you're
1: like, you know, 17, 18. I don't then know. you can do
0: it. You know? No, but um, we had uh, Five Guys the other night. That burger is not too messy.
1: A Five Guys burger can be messy, though. James, when James gets lettuce on his, it's becomes super messy and yeah, slippery. Yeah, avoid the lettuce. Yeah, avoid. He yeah. got
0: every topping. He he, <laughs> he. So you could just just so you know how how fast James is growing, he gets the double burger at Five Guys. So that's like the adult burger. Um, so it's double cheese, and then he gets a hot dog. What and he got a hot dog with every topping on it the other day. So it was like this disaster, <laughs> like completely saturated bun. And then he gets all frustrated then when he tries to pick it up and that it, it like, he, can't, he can't hold it. Remember <laughs> like a year ago how mad he was getting? Yeah. Like he get furious when he had a burger and it would come out of the yeah. bun. So uh, yeah, and he's doing that in the fries. So he, he, can, he, he could probably eat more than I can. For
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah. I also said, and we talked about it before, but I said spaghetti because that can be kind of messy. Yeah, definitely. Depending on how proficient you are at twirling. Um, if you're a perfect twirler, then, then yeah. Too but hard, it's, too hard. It's too hard. What about garlic? Because I know some people will say, oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't eat too much garlic if you're on a date because then you're going to smell like garlic. But if you're both eating the garlic, then doesn't it just cancel each other out? What do you think of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, garlic is, it does cancel itself out if, if you both have it. Garlic is something that is just, depending on how it's prepared, I think if you do it in a red sauce where you're doing the cloves in the oil, mm-hmm. I think like that's a better way. If you're doing where you have like raw garlic or something like that, then like even like, like you know the garlic you put in like tzatziki sauce? Mm-hmm. Like, you know when you eat tzatziki sauce and you're like, oh man, like you just like feel the garlic. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause it's like burning, cause it's yeah. raw garlic. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, don't do that. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Anything else you'd avoid? <sighs>
0: first date food. I know I'm missing a lot of a lot of them here. There anything that's just that has potential to splatter on the shirt or dribble down your face um or to make you uncomfortable. Like a wing isn't just messy, but if the hot sauce if they're hot enough like you, I eat a lot of wings, so like when it hits like your lips and then your lips start burning and then you know what you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That's not good either. Because then you might have like a red ring around your around your mouth and you're looking <laughs> at her into her eyes. She just goes, That's it. I'll see you later. You know? Steelbreaker. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of these things you can do once you uh once you're married that you shouldn't do before that.
1: Well, I think you can you don't have to be married, just be in like a like a longer relationship. Longer
0: relationship. Yeah. 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 All right.
1: I mean, because you, you got pretty comfortable
0: with me. I think I I think I waited a while. I mean, I'm never I you know to this day I don't try to be I don't try to be messy or anything. I try to try my best. But yeah, there's certain foods that no matter how good of an eater you are, like a lobster. I mean, they give you a bib for a reason. Yeah. You know.
1: I think a lobster tail you could kind of get away with.
0: Oh, lobster tail, it's complete it, but it's a completely different ball game when you're talking a whole lobster. A whole yeah. lobster you get you get your cracker, you know, you you your lobster cracker, you get your pins, you, you know the pins they mm-hmm. give you. Yeah. And you know, it depends, how, it depends how serious you're going to be, like how much meat you want to re- extract from that lobster, but Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not something like to do unless you really love the person and they love you.
1: <laughs> then, I, like, I ask you to remove some of the meat for me. Yeah.
0: From the the lobster. pin, in case you don't know, the pin is used because typical lobster in a restaurant, where especially if you're getting like the lobster deal, they'll only give you like a one and a quarter pound lobster, which it's kind of too hard to do it. But if you have a bigger lobster, so like a two and a half pounder, the actual legs themselves, the little legs, will have a lot of meat in them too. And the pin can roll that like meat. And pu- yeah, it can push it out. Uh, and then, you know, that's used for like when you're making lobster rolls, they will get all the meat Mm, out of it. Or lobster salad. Yeah. Lobster salad because it's, it's so, uh, expensive. Yeah. All right. So I hope, I hope that that gave you some ideas. It's been a long time since I had like that pressure and that excitement of, you know, (laughs) making, I'm just saying it's a good thing for people. Like they get to they get to experience that. Like a relationship goes through stages. So the beginning stage when you start cooking some stuff for people for the person that you're maybe gonna marry, it's a learning experience. Like you guys think about how exciting it was when we were young when we were j- trying dishes for the first time. Yeah. Think about how exciting it was for you when you were trying it. And you know I had great joy just showing you some food that you never had before. That's true. So I'm a little jealous that people get to experience that. Remember the first time you ever had something? It's like it's like etched into your memory forever. Mm-hmm. Like the first time you had a good steak. That was with you. First time you had Indian the, food. The first know?
1: time I had steak was at the Butcher Block in Albany.
0: Yeah, and that you. wasn't even like a good, really a good steakhouse. It was like kind of mid tier. Yeah. But like first time you had good Indian food. First place you had Peking duck. First time you had sushi. The first time you had lobster fra diablo. The first time you had beef bourguignon. Like these are all dishes that are etched into your memory forever.
1: Yeah, well, we talked about the food memories too. We did, yeah. we did. And that was
0: one of my favorite episodes that I was glad that we did. And uh, yeah, if you, haven't, if you haven't listened to that one, I recommend you do. Because yeah, the memories of all this stuff is kind of, to me, is the most imp- some of the most important memories I have. hmm all right, let's go into the questions.
1: Okay, so the first question is actually not for you.
0: Oh, it's for nice. Me. Should, should, I should read it then.
1: Well, yeah, you can okay. read it.
0: This is from Mary. Tara, could you show us how to make a frittata? I've been hearing about your frittatas for all this time, and I know Jim has one, but I don't think it's that good. Can you tell me how to make it? <laughs> Mary, I'm just, I'm joking, Mary. I know you didn't say all that.
1: So... Thank you Mary for asking about how I make frittatas, but my answer for you is that I make it exactly the same way that that Jim does. But what I usually do is just take stuff that's laying around in the fridge and and add it. So for example, the other day I made a frittata using Jim's recipe as kind of my guide. Like I use like his ratio of eggs. I think it's eight eggs and a cup of 10, a, I think a qu- it's quarter, quarter cup of, 10 it's, no, 12. it's eight oh, eggs, eight. quarter cup of milk, um, maybe a cup of Pecorino Romano cheese. Um, and then from there I kind of just deviated. So I, we had leftover potatoes from the Italian chicken potatoes dish mm. that Jim had made the other night. And I took the leftover potatoes and I just diced them up, threw them in the pan, mixed up the eggs, milk, cheese mixture. I added diced fresh mozzarella cheese. Okay. And I kind of cut um, a whole bunch of sun-dried tomatoes into slivers. That made it good. And I added that as well. So that's what I try and do. I take stuff that's, that's laying around in the fridge that needs to go. Sometimes I'll do it with ham or sometimes i'll do it with other there is one frittata recipe on the website that i did create and that is the sweet potato goat cheese and spinach frittata Mm. that was my creation um but that still was created using jim's master potato frittata recipe as the guide
0: you don't have to be really uh precise with making a frittata and you don't really have to be precise with any recipe like, of all the recipes we make, nothing has to be set in stone. That's the one thing we always try to stress. I try to stress it every time in the videos. Like, if you don't have this ingredient, it's going to be okay. Like, if Tara substituted a different type of cheese for the fresh mozzarella, if she put in less pecorino, if she put in a little bit more milk, mm-hmm. it all w- really would have been okay. Yeah, for sure. And that, but that's how you learn how to how to make things yeah. perfect and... You always have to be willing to adapt.
1: There is one thing that I do consistently, though, and it's I'm always using that, I think you said it was an 11-inch, which is really random, an 11-inch cast iron pan. And that's, I use the same pan every single time.
0: Yeah, I think it probably is a 10-inch. It's probably just the way it's flared. I probably measured Mm -hmm. from the- from the
1: the Yeah, so I always start with that. I start it on the stovetop and then move it into the oven to finish.
0: A cast iron is nice because you get it hot initially- you pour your eggs in. The pan stays hot. So when it bakes in the oven, it will take a little bit less time. Like mm-hmm. if you were to just mix your eggs and put them into a baking dish, it would take probably another 10 minutes to... Uh... Yeah. And then you're just cooking it until, you know, you could just put a fork, like a two in there and that it's not too wet when you pull it out. Right. That's it.
1: Right. And then let it settle for a few minutes and then yeah. serve it. That's it. Right? It's so really... It's like I always the perfect serve it with meal. a salad too. Yeah. A salad is, is the way to go with it, that.
0: It is one of the best weeknight meals It's just, it's a home run every time. Every time Tara makes it, I'm always like, oh, I wish there was more, you Mm -hmm. know, especially the sun-dried tomato one the other night. That one was so good. So we're going to put that up on the site too. Yep. Though, if you want to get ahead of it, just put a bunch of crap in with eggs and sun-dried tomatoes and bake it and it'll be good, you know.
1: Okay, Jim, the next question is from Anne. I was gifted a 14-inch stainless frying pan for Christmas, similar to the one you use all the time. And it got me thinking, how do you store all the pans you have? ones that are this big don't fit well in any cabinet or shelf. Do you have a pot rack? We don't usually get to see that side of your kitchen or setup, so I'm curious.
0: And I think uh I think I will do a behind the scenes. I think I'm going to probably do it on Patreon. I don't know if you subscribe to the Patreon or not. I mean, I can I have I do show stuff occasionally on Instagram, like I'll just do very quick and dirty videos uh which uh, on Instagram often you can see a lot of behind the scenes but I might make a longer one for Patreon. So the way our setup is now, we have the, the kitchen that we're filming in. It's a, it's a small kitchen. It is. And there's not a lot of room side to side. Like when you're looking at me on the frame, it's only a few feet in each direction. It's just not a lot. And there's no really room for a lot of storage. I do have right to my left there. So when I'm looking at the screen to my left, there is from Webster on Store, uh, industrial metal pot rack. So this was probably $100. It has a shelf, and then it has hooks that go underneath it. And this thing could hold like 1,000 pounds of pans, but, but it's only 36 inches wide or 42 inches wide. So I can't hold that many. So I have one there. I put stuff on top of it. I put like lids on top of it, and then I put some of my bigger pans on it. I don't put that 14-inch pan there, but then I have another one of those in our photography area, which is the other room off to the side and a similar size rack. And I do hang the 14 inch. I hang like this big all clad, uh, stainless roaster. I hang a lot of just things that are too long over there. And then underneath that, these are great. I, you can get them at Costco. You can get them on Costco.com too. They're these, uh, like stainless, uh, or aluminum coated wire racks, that have like three levels and they're on wheels and I have one underneath there and that one holds like a bunch of my Dutch ovens and a bunch of other stuff and I have a I have like eight of those. They were like 150 each. They were all over holding stuff and I have more wire racks and I mean, we're running this whole business here so there's a lot, we need a lot more stuff to store but those would work for you. Check Webster on Store because you're getting the you're getting the industrial ones that restaurants use. The stuff on Amazon is often kind of flimsy and won't last you that long.
1: Yeah, I mean, in our regular kitchen, we do have a where where is that pot rack from? That
0: one is from Amazon and it's called Old Dutch. So that one is good. It was either from Amazon or Home Depot. It was about $200 and that one is black powder coated black, it's much more stylish than than the other mm-hmm. ones are the other ones are industrial. They're yeah. like they're literally for a restaurant. But the one in our regular kitchen uh is mounted into the ceiling, which I was a little shaky there because in our ceiling the joists are running in two different directions because the room turns over there. So I was like having to locate them was causing me problems. Um but you know, you got to make sure that you do this correctly or you have a contractor, who, you know, who knows what they're doing because I have about 400 pounds of pots hanging from there. Mm-hmm. So you take these big hooks and screw them into the joists in the ceiling.
1: I think another option, they they do have like o- over the door hanging type of things for pots. Didn't we have, when we lived in Minnesota, we had the pantry and there were, we hung pots on the back of that pantry That's door. Right. And That's right. That's a good
0: option too. And I did buy another one of those that I didn't even take out of the box yet. If you have a door, ideally a, a solid wood door, if you have like a closet pantry area, and you're not using the other side of that door for storage, you're missing out on a lot. The mm-hmm. thing that tower's describing can go on the whole entire door, and you could put a bunch of pots and pans yeah. on there. Yeah. Because that's empty space. When the door is closed, right. it's there's nothing there. So if you can use that for storage, it's great. And then when you open the door, it's right there in front of you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hope that helps. And and good luck with that pan. That's a, it's an awesome pan. I think you probably did get the one from Webster on Store. And yes, it is tremendous. It's probably 30 inches long from the end of the pan to the handle. All right. So listen, I mentioned it in last week's episode again. Leave your comments, questions. Give us a video. Send us a video. You can send. You can DM, DM me on Instagram, okay? It's just at Sip and Feast. That's my Instagram. If you're not following Instagram, definitely follow us there. You could also send me audio there. You can DM. Or you could send it all to our email address at podcast at sipandfeast.com. If you just want to leave a regular question, that is totally fine too. Uh, we just want to get you a little bit more involved here, I think. I think it'll be nice to flash them across the screen here on YouTube, or you will be able to hear it on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm. You got anything else, Tara?
1: I think that's it. Good we, luck on your first dates.
0: Yes, good luck on your first dates. It's exciting, exciting or your hundredth date. I mean, you know. No, I know, and, and I guess it came across a little bit as we were talking to like people like in their early twenties.
1: It could be them. It could be people also who are maybe they're venturing back out into the dating world, whether it be as a result of a dissolved or divorced, yeah. or maybe they're widowed or, you know, and they're getting back into the, or maybe the dating just, world. Maybe
0: they're just starting to have dates with the love of their life that they've been married to for 40 years, but they're, they want to have dates again. People get re, uh, they renew their vows and they do everything That's again. True. So maybe they're renewing their dates.
1: I would love to go on a date with you. Yeah. Will you take me on one?
0: Hey, I got, remember, Casanova on my shoulder, so. <laughs> oh, God. It's no problem. No problem. Okay. No, it's, uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully some of this helped you. All right? We'll uh, see you next time.